hey, I'm Allison, host of Fine Cut, a podcast where a guest brings a scene they have strong feelings about, love, hate, curiosity, from any form of media. And then we discuss the heck out of it for 20 minutes. It's a blast. Join us. Hi, everyone. It's Allison. Thanks for joining me for Fine Cut. Today, I have my very, well, I shouldn't say old, that makes a sound. (laughs) But like, we've known each other a long time. We went to film school together and her name is Liz Santoro and she shot my feature film, Eve of Understanding. And I have enormous amount of respect for her as a person and as a creative. She is a DP on features and also on travel shows and camera operates. She kind of does it all. She's the full package, in my opinion. Um, so Liz, thanks for joining me. What scene did you choose and why? Hi, um, I chose a scene from the latest Black Mirror season, uh, episode Joan is Awful. And it's a scene where, uh, the, the main character played by Annie Murphy, uh, meets Selma Hayek as Selma Hayek for the first time. And they talk about their problems. Yes. And so Liz got me to watch Black Mirror for the first time because I'm a little like creeped out by it when I've tried in the past. And this was a perfect episode for me because it was was not that creepy. It was actually very apropos with all these conversations about AI because Joan is Awful is about this kind of surreal experience that the character Annie Murphy has where it seems as if her life is being turned into a streamberry show a Netflix show and she is played by Salma Hayek and she wants to sue Netflix or Streamberry. She wants to sue Streamberry, <laughs> but is told that she cannot because she has signed away all her rights in the user agreement, which is like the most brilliant because no one reads them user agreements. We all just sign them because of course we want to use these services. So she's signed away her rights She wants to sue Salma Hayek, but cannot because it's AI of Salma Hayek. So then she comes up with this idea that she's going to do something blasphemous, essentially, to get Salma Hayek's attention. So she goes and defecates in a church, dressed up as like an evil cheerleader. So she does get Selma Hayek's attention, right? And Selma Hayek wants to also sue them, but it's in her contract that she can't. So she shows up at Annie's house, Joan. So I think that's a good, good summary of where we're at. So that was really good. Yeah, I was just, I didn't think about how complicated it would be to explain how we get to the scene. Good job. I think it's sort of important to know that at this point in the narrative, we, we believe that Annie is Joan, right? So at this point, we believe the woman who is playing Joan, Salma Hayek, is showing up at Joan's house. Okay, and then what happens? And why did you choose this scene specifically? Because the show is chock full of scenes you could talk about. Obviously, you could talk about defecating in a church, or you could talk about the end or any of Yeah, you could talk about later on with the whole big reveal that... uh, but then looking back, ah, um, this one, I feel like this is really the, the turn that kind of brings everyone together with the, common, with the common enemy. Because leading up to this point, first, we have the introduction of the Joan character. And you're like, oh, this person is awful, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have this moment where she 
sees that she's in a show called Joan is Awful and you're like, this is horrible, but you're already like a little bit sympathizing because you're like, ah, there could be any day where I'm not having my best day. And if that became a show, it would be horrifying. And so then it slowly starts to erode your, your sort of distance from this awful character until this scene, which I think brings it all together. And suddenly you're fully for these underdogs because they hatch a plan together. And I love that even from the beginning to the end of the scene, it starts with uh, Joan, quote Joan, being terrified that Selma Hayek is showing up because obviously she's going to be very angry that she has to, that her digital face has to portray a person defecating in a church. And then by the end, they're uh, hatching a plan together and they're friends. And Mm -hmm. so I felt like all of the turns and also just uh, because this was the point where at least I noticed that all of the main characters were being played by women. And I liked that these two women started as enemies and became friends and there didn't have to be a cat fight or anything. So those were all things that came together for that. So, um, yeah, yeah. it was great. It very much passes the Bechdel test. It's two women Mm -hmm. together. They don't talk about men at all. Um, (laughs) They just in fact decide to storm Streamberry. Like they go, like you say, they go from being antagonists, they don't like each other, to allies. And and I think it it feels like a mirror, (laughs) Black Mirror, it feels like a mirror to, I think how it often feels being a woman, where you are a victim of structures, patriarchy, and you don't have any, you don't feel like you have anything you can do to yeah to smash it um because there isn't a quantum computer of patriarchy like there is a quantum <laughs> computer at streamberry and i wish that there was a quantum computer of patriarchy and we could just we could get salma hayek because i yeah. think she would be into smashing it and that would be that um and i think we do often turn on each other because that's how patriarchy is, is structured to work right where we see each other as enemies instead of patriarchy so I thought it was it was fun to watch them like cycle through all of those things and then Mm -hmm. come to realize that and I loved that really the solution seemed to be like we're just going to go because you're Salma Hayek yeah (laughs) and it does feel like that sometimes like right if I could just get a famous person to like take this on then then people would take it seriously yeah but it is not actually the solution at all times, but I do love her. And it was fun to see her being badass again, because that's how Mm -hmm. I was first introduced to her, you know, and she, she, I mean, she's this incredibly sexy woman and, but she is also like, take no prisoners. I'm not going to take this. And it's possible to be both. And I think oftentimes we're told that we can't be both, but she is both. She is both, and on top of it, uh, they get to have fun and have a sense of humor with it. Like, I just think it's such an amazing balance of truly horrifying prospects of, <laughs> that we're all facing right now. And, yeah. and everybody, not even just women, but like mm-hmm. the, the, the AI part of it, I think we're all having some second thoughts <laughs> about yeah. that. But then managing to still keep the through line, like you said, where 
she's a badass where they're both going to kind of be badasses and not just take it lying down. Like they have these scenes talking to lawyers where the lawyers are just like, well, I don't know what to tell you. This is just how it is. Good luck in life. And they're like, no, that's not going to work for us. And yet from beginning to end, it's hilarious, I think. Uh, so I feel like that is kind of my dream scenario is just uh, of a scene is something that can have all those elements at the same time. So I was really happy that that happened. And I mean, also these two performers, first of all, from totally different worlds, different styles. Mm -hmm. And it was fun to see that come together and work so well too. So I really enjoyed seeing the that work and that those, um, you know, that this sort of wheel, this is not either of their wheelhouse, like this sort mm -hmm. of like high tech sci-fi-ish mm -hmm. thing. And I think it's cute that there's a reference. It's like, oh, this was supposed to be a prestige show. <laughs> <laughs> not this. And I'm wondering, <laughs> hmm, did she ad-lib that? <laughs> yeah, it was, it's hard to just stay in the scene because it, there's, it, it, you know, reaches out in so many different directions, but it is, it's very satisfying watching two women just get to talk mm -hmm. and, and work through things. And, and it, and it did make me laugh because they're faced with a lot of seemingly insurmountable challenges. And I think life can, can feel like that, uh, at times. Um, and I wish Selma Hayek would just show up at my house and I loved her response to seeing her. That was actually my favorite moment of the scene when, <laughs> Because she has one of those doors where you have the glass on the side so you can see the person and, and Annie looks around the corner and sees her and freaks out and hides. <laughs> and I loved how people in the episode, but especially here, responded to someone's fame because I think oftentimes it's not actually portrayed how it is, which is people are disarmed by it. Like it mm -hmm. is this, this thing, this intangible. And I love that she, even though I feel like that was kind of her hope in her actions was to get her to like reckon with what was going on. But then yeah. when faced with it, it's like, oh God, no, I didn't want it to be like this. And I just, that is I true. That. I think, yeah, because I mean, I think as I think she probably expected to get her attention and that it would go to the lawyers and that mm -hmm. would be it. Have, having the actual face-to-face -face her come to her house surely couldn't have been expected. So yeah, I loved that. I loved that, that sort of way that went as well. I don't know. I think it's interesting because then looking at it from like the Selma Hayek point of view, like she went to her house and I kind of wonder, I didn't really think about this as much, like what was her intent when she first got there? Because uh, clearly she wants to kind of, rip her new one you know like <laughs> tell her how upset she is but at the same time she is the famous person so she mm -hmm. can only go so far mm -hmm. she doesn't want to become the character that she just played right mm -hmm. so uh I thought that that was an interesting way to sort of enter the scene and just the fact that she sees her house which also is gives her an advantage because you know she gets to see what's going on she's like oh this is terrible you're living in a terrible state <laughs> But it also takes her down a notch, like, oh man, maybe, <laughs> maybe she this person the is hamburger bag, yeah. which is what she ate to defecate in the church. She ate a ton of <laughs> burgers. Right. And when she's doing it, I'm like, what is she doing? Because she hears something from the lawyers like, oh, they could make Salma Hayek 
give a blowjob to an orangutan or chimp. I don't remember which. And that's what like gives her the idea to do something that would get her attention. And so as mm-hmm. she's shoving these burgers in her mouth, I'm like, this seems like not even a good idea. But then it continues. She takes laxative. She dresses up like a cheerleader. She writes, she puts a penis of, on lipstick on her head. Like it, <laughs> it gets like successively worse. And um, so when Selma Hayek comes into the house, she sees all the burger bags. And it's just like, I think in that moment, she begins to have empathy for her. Like just even seeing like that she's a real person, which I think there is a larger meditation on in this episode about fame and how we often distance ourselves from famous people and and forget that they're real. Yeah, that anything that once it's in the public domain, which interestingly is all of our lives at this point because of mm-hmm. social media, that that's that's a big contributing factor and that it starts with traditional fame, which is the Selma Hayek, but mm-hmm. it expands to Joan, for example. And now that she is famous in a more traditional sense, because she's on a show, it's not just her own post that she gets to curate and then mm-hmm. close the comments if she doesn't like it, you know, <laughs> uh, somehow that makes it easier to be terrible to yes. someone and not care. And I feel like this, the sequence of this episode is uh, kind of the exact opposite direction. So as she becomes more famous, we as the audience become more sympathetic to her. So at the beginning, we just are the audience judging. Mm-hmm. He's awful. Mm-hmm. And by the end, you know, we're all her. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a good leading episode to kind of uh, take us very carefully through to maybe that realization that we're all humans <laughs> <laughs> and that what we do and say you know because I think oftentimes the defense is well they signed up for it you know it's always what people say when they're disparaging famous people like well they signed up for it they chose to be famous and 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 it doesn't make it okay I mean I I, I don't think people sign up to be annihilated I don't think people I think a lot of people there are people I think now more than there used to be. Although, you know, I don't even think that's fair. I think there are people who just wanted to be famous back in the day and chose acting because that seemed like the way to do it. And I think a lot of people actually are interested in acting or singing or mm. these things, you know, and and they, they, they don't, just because they are in the public eye does not mean they sign off on. I, so, I mean, I'm definitely a person who tries not to just talk trash about people in general because I know there's a real person there yeah. And, and it, and it, it's hurtful. And I, I think for me, this isn't in the show, but one of the most, I mean, the scene, but one of the most impactful moments in the show is when Joan first realizes that her life is on TV and she like has a panic attack. And I, and I get it while everyone else in her life who is realizing that she has her life is on TV is like tuning in, you know, and yeah. can't wait to like talk about what a bitch she is basically. And she is like, oh my God, because she so quickly realizes that we can all look terrible, like you said at the beginning, given the circumstances. Yeah. You know, like it takes her only moments to realize, (laughs) shit, you know, (laughs) this is not going to be good for me. And, uh, and I think you can kind of read on her face, her going back through her day, her day already and realizing, oh, wow, this is. Uh, everyone's going to sort of 
get to judge all of my little moments. And I I almost was going to pick that scene because mm -hmm. it's sort of the more obvious one, but I just mm -hmm. felt like, ah, I just feel like we could do that, but then we're not there yet. I, I really liked the the two women kind of coming around. I just wanted it to be a more hopeful discussion, well, hopeful. I guess. The yeah. whole episode is surprisingly yeah. hopeful. And this scene is the moment where they have compassion for each other. So they're able mm -hmm. to build a plan. And this is like something they talk about a lot in like different circles about how important it is to have compassion for people, even when we don't agree with them, even yeah. when we don't like the way they see the world or the actions that, that they're doing in the world, like they're still a person and, and it's hard sometimes. And we all have a little Scheudenfried, is that how you say that word, where you like kind of love it when someone you hate is failing, but it's not actually good for any of us, like yeah. to root for someone's demise. And so I think this, I think this is a great scene to choose because this is the point at which the, the episode, we, we realize what this episode is about, right? Like we realize, oh, this is about burning it down for sure. This is not yeah. an episode about how we're all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> up to that point it's like there is oh, an episode if you want yeah. if you no, want to see that no i don't there's another black mirror episode there's probably five that you can watch for that that's why of i picked this one i was like yeah. but we can't just give up like i don't yeah. want to just see more and more stories of us yes. giving up and saying things are just bad or they're going to get worse or they're yes. continuing to and we're all islands on our own i i just don't believe it i can't otherwise i would just lie down and exactly do nothing and stop living so this, that's what I liked so much about this is like and you know the obvious cliche of it that's from the dawn of time from fairy tales is like when you connect with people and you empathize with people as a team working together you can do anything right and <laughs> it's, it's the corniest like kids coach thing you can say but it's always what you can come back to it's true it's real so that's I don't know <laughs> I agree. And I mean, I'm reading this book right now and she's talking about declinism, which is essentially what you're talking about, where everything's in decline and we're all fucked. And how all that does is really service the people in power. It's mm -hmm. All of us giving up, which is the point of the scene, right? They could just be like, well, I guess Streamberry has legal rights over every inch of our lives. Now let's cry. <laughs> or, yeah. You know, but instead they're like, no, no. And I think tapping into that space in all of us, like, no, this is unacceptable. I don't care if you have a legal contract. This is inhumane. Yeah. And so it, I thought it was empowering and the ending was trippy and, but happy and hopeful. Mm -hmm. And, <laughs> and I appreciated that. And I, and I do think like, it's important to have people in your life who, in, who validate this is not okay which is something I have like realized over decades. Like, oh, I don't really want people in my life anymore who tell me, oh, it's fine. Like yeah. when I tell them like, oh, this thing's really pissing me off or I'm frustrated with this or I don't want to be friends with this person anymore or whatever the thing is. And they're like, I don't know what the big deal is. Yeah. I don't want that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, didn't. I want people in my life who are like, okay, I'm here to listen to you or support you or believe you, not minimize you. And I think that's what's fun about picking the scene is like, they don't even know each other. They have every reason to hate each other, every reason to hate each other. Yeah. And um, they don't. So we can yeah. do that too. You know, I, as, as people, I know. 
you know, See, we can reach right? across. But you feel yeah. a little corny saying it because it's like, it's not like I'm a cool so way to be. But corny. <laughs> I'm so corny because like you say, how else did you get out of bed in the morning? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, rage has fueled me at certain times in my life. It's <laughs> fucking exhausting and not sustainable in the long term. You know, it's like, okay, like I can get really angry, but then I need a nap and like for five <laughs> And it's just so much easier or sustainable to like work through my shit and connect with other people. But yeah, it's a terrible bumper sticker. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Hey, I I have an actual flower on my car at this point. I mean, it's a magnet. It's not a sticker, but uh, I'm sure people want to throw up when they see it anyway, but I just don't care because I still feel like they would rather see that and throw up and be like, oh, Mm -hmm. look at this flower person versus something that's just negative and hateful that says back off or whatever. As they're staring at your bumper sticker in traffic, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes, I agree. So <laughs> Liz, thank you for joining me. I essentially, I just was excited to hang out with Liz because she's a very busy, creative person and I don't get to see her as much as I would like to. And so this was a treat. Do you have anything else you'd like to say to wrap up and, or where can people find you if they'd like to learn more about what a talented individual you are? <laughs> well, I will say thank you because I am so glad I got to talk to you today. Um, I will also say that there is a fun show that I got to work on that yes. is uh, showing for the first time on uh, Nat Geo and Disney Plus starting July 9th. It's called Never Say Never with Jeff Jenkins, and it's a fun travel show, and it's not a personality that you get to see on TV much, mm-hmm. so that's the hook, um, and that if you're interested, you should definitely watch it. So what, who is Jeff Jenkins? Am I supposed to know? Jeff Jenkins is, uh, he actually comes from the social media world. So that's okay. why a lot of us don't okay. know who he is. So he was kind of, he's a travel, okay. uh, social media yes. influencer and he has a show and he's just got this really positive personality mm-hmm. and he kind of just brings joy everywhere. And so oh, for me, it was fun to work on because it's really great to have that combination of getting to do adventures with somebody who's fun to be around (laughs) and was this the show where you had all these gorgeous places you were visiting yes hosting okay yeah so that um I don't know what order the episodes are going to be in now a lot of worldwide destinations um and a lot of fun adventures and uh I think it yeah it's gonna be cool (laughs) well that's exciting as as we know, we don't always work on things that we are super mm-hmm. thrilled to share with everyone. So yay that you worked on something that you was life-affirming. <laughs> that I'm actually super excited yes. about. Yes. Yeah. And that's like life-affirming. And it's a good show. Both of yes. those things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that doesn't seem like it should be a rarity, but you know, it doesn't happen as one as often as one might like. So hooray. Um, and I, do you have a website, Liz, or Instagram or anything like that? Oh, uh, my Instagram is more of a personal one. Okay. So I'm okay. just gonna, yeah. So just watch the Jeff. Just watch that. Show. You can find I'm Elizabeth Santoro on IMDb. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, Liz. And thank you to everyone who listened. We know you have a million choices of things to listen to. So thank, thank you for taking the time to listen to us. And if you liked this, share it with people, rate it, subscribe, do the things. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you.